Hi everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for another episode of Courageous Conversations and with me is Steve Carroll, formerly of realestate.com.au and always from Hands Across the Water. How are you Steve? Yeah, that's great. Sounds very odd when you say formerly of realestate.com.au because of course it's been a big part of my uh, career, 10 years in total. Totally, absolutely. And so after 10 years with REA, you were made redundant. That must have been an interesting time. Yeah, well the role was made redundant and look, you know, those people that have heard me speak on stage will know that I always talk about the need to evolve and to adapt and respond and to change and don't sit on your hands. You know, an REA have made a decision that it needs to evolve and and obviously the role that I uh, have been doing for the last two years doesn't fit and so, you know, I have to accept that and and the world moves on. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really, that's a good way of thinking about it. Um, So if we can go back, I know you moved over here with your family uh, 2006 from the UK. Yep. Talk to me about that. What made you come and how was that moving a young family over? Yeah, it was difficult. Well, I mean, there was two significant things, uh, Leanne. Firstly, um, was we had very little family support. So uh, most of the family in the UK thought we were, were bloody mad. And uh, some thought I was uh, a pretty selfish in uh, in obviously taking away three under 10s yeah. and taking them to Australia and, uh, and depriving them of their relations in, in the UK. And, and that was... But giving them sunshine. Yeah, and giving them sunshine. <laughs> that, was, that was one. And, um, and look, there was another... Another interesting story. So very briefly, I'd I'd always had this desire to come work in Australia. I've been to Australia a few times, always had this desire. And I was this close, so close to getting a job in Australia. I was at final interview and the uh, CEO of EMAP, which was a big media company from the UK, but had an interest in Australia, flew over to meet me. And it was the morning that uh, the the underground and two or three buses uh, were absolutely decimated uh, with the suicide bombers. That whole morning, uh, obviously, uh, you know, just shook Britain completely. And uh, you know, from a from personal point of view, I never had the interview. And uh, so the interview ended up uh, being uh, on the phone a week later, and the moment had been lost. I never got the job, and that was back in what 2005. But then 2006, News Corp came calling, uh, another opportunity, and uh, yep, amazing. Yeah, right. And so not going back to the UK anytime soon. No plans. No plans. Certainly to go back and uh, and live there. Uh, but certainly, you know, I've got friends and family there, so we'd all we'll always go back to catch up mm. with friends and family. Yeah, sure. So your role while you were at REA, you had a lot to do with both technology, but also you managed to straddle the industry in general. So all the different franchise groups, all the different institutes, everybody, you built relationships with all of us. Talk to me about your view on collaboration, industry collaboration, and how badly we do it and how necessary it is moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So when I joined, I mean, I had three years working for News Corp, which was good. And News Corp were obviously the company that brought the whole family over. Then um, I had an opportunity to join REA in 2010. And Greg Ellis was the CEO at the time. And the one thing that absolutely shocked me when I joined REA was the hatred towards REA. I mean, yeah. honestly, it was venomous. And, yeah. uh, and I made a decision 
decision right then that the only way forward was for me to build relationships and build bridges with as many people as I, I possibly could. So yeah. right back in 2010, when I joined REA, I was on a mission to spend as much time in the field as I possibly could, meeting customers, talking to customers. And uh, and that's really you know why what you've just said is right. And then when Tracy came on board and Tracy Fellows replaced Greg, yeah. you know, Tracy wanted to turbocharge that and uh, you know Tracy was very pro real estate agents and real estate businesses and her belief was you you know to have a sustainable business you had to have suppliers who wanted to do business with you so obviously I was already on a journey of building relationships when Tracy came on board she just said go for your life and and, and put it on turbocharge yeah as far as collaboration is concerned Mm -hmm. well look it's one of the things that worries me about the industry because the industry has been very kind to me and I've got a lot of friends and I've been able to achieve so many amazing things and I think the industry could be in for some really difficult times as we move into the next decade you look at all the prop tech companies that are looking to come in and take a slice of agency commission take a slice of REA's dominance or domains dominance and um, and I think if there's ever a time for the industry to to do one of those big rugby scrums uh, where you all get into a circle and you grip each other and say, look, let, let, let's work together, I reckon it's right now because I think the decisions that that the power brokers in the industry make here in 2019-2020 will determine how healthy the industry looks in 2024 and beyond. How do you think we can make a difference? What sort of decisions are you talking about? I'm uh, going to take notes, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Start. Look, yeah. <laughs> what, how can we make a difference? What I'd like to see is I'd like to see the industry have forums where people, you know, leave their um, corporate colours uh, behind. They park their egos and they just talk about what's good for the industry. Right. Yeah? And what decisions do we need to make right now to ensure that the industry gets stronger and stronger. Now, Leon, I'm not just talking about Ray White working with, with LJ Hooker and working sure. with Century 21. I'm talking about realestate.com.au getting together with Domain yeah, and getting together with other um, portals and again, collaborating, like what can we do as the media companies within this industry to, 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 to do the best for the 50,000 agents that operate in Australia right now? I've got to say that I think that that collaboration between Domain and REA is even less likely than the industry collaboration. And, and you know, that's sad. Yeah. And that for me, you know, who knows what might be happening in this industry in 2025. But one thing's for sure, there's lots of challenges ahead. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of opportunities ahead. Yeah. And it's going to be different to what it is now. And I think that those opportunities are more likely to be realised if the big groups, whether or not it's Domain and REA, whether or not it's Ray White and LJ Hooker, yeah. sit round a table and have a, a, a discussion. You know, you, if you look, if you look at climate change, right? right? In most cases, in most cases, the big powerful countries get together. 
they don't always agree, yeah. but they have a good, robust conversation because climate change impacts everyone and the health of the Real Estate Institute uh, impacts hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who are employed in that industry in Australia. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that is a really good comparison, really, climate change, because we are going, we're going through a massive climate change within the real estate industry right now and it's a really valid comparison. Well, I mean, there's climate change, there's the fight against terrorism, you know, there's so many and look, people who listen to this podcast will will (laughs) find reasons why you know, it's not working as perfectly as it could, the fight against terrorism or the the, the fight against climate change and I understand that it's not a 10 out of 10. What I'm saying is, they're good examples of, of when powerful people come together they probably have different interests at heart, but they drop those interests for the greater good of, in this case, the country or the world, in our case, the industry. The industry and the health of the industry. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Any ideas on what the, the opportunities might look like moving forward? Well, I think the big opportunity has to be making sure that the consumer, the seller, sees absolute value in going with a professional real estate agent. Sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, we all know that commissions are really, really under stress. Yeah. You know, you reach a point where the commissions will drop below, you know, 3%, 2%, 1% and could get to a point where it's 0 point something. And that's not good for anyone. So I think, you know, one of the big goals is to make sure that most sellers in Australia just know that you use a professional real estate agent if you want to sell your house, yeah? It's a bit like if you're not feeling particularly well, you go to a doctor, yeah? yeah? You want your kids educated, you send them to school. You want to sell your house, you go to a real estate agent. Yeah. And I just look at some of the the threats that we we have in the industry um, on, on companies that want to probably disrupt that. You know, Facebook is one and there's other tech companies that we probably haven't even heard of yeah, right. who will be looking at an opportunity of introducing a seller and a buyer together yeah, without using a real estate agent or without using realestate.com or domain. And I think that's dangerous for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think right now we understand that the people in our demographic want a relationship. They do want to speak to somebody. But will your kids actually want that? I remember you saying in a presentation once that one of your kids expects the property they're looking for to find them Correct. rather than to go into REA and actually look for a property. They expect that the, yep. the technology is going to know, well, hey, he's looking for a property and this is the kind of thing, right? Absolutely. And look, I, I'm very fortunate that I've got a relationship with uh, a working relationship with Bernard Salt, who, who's oh, yeah. one of the you know leading demographers in Australia. And he'll tell you in 2020, 50% of the workforce will be millennials. Yes. So 50% of the workforce will be millennials at the beginning of the decade, the new decade. So, so tw- that's well, like now. Like now. Wow. Yeah. Now, okay. what does that mean to a real estate agent? I'll tell you what it means is it means that more and more you your clients are going to become are going to be under the age of 33 yeah? yeah right now 
as we speak, 25% of the workforce are baby boomers. Bernard Sol says by 2025, less than 10% of the workforce will be baby boomers. Now, the point is, as real estate agents have to deal with more 20-year-olds and more 30-year-olds, their expectations will be so different to people that are our generation and older than than us, Leanne. Yeah, And and one one thing's for sure, I don't think this industry is equipped to deal with that. And the other thing that we talk about is we talk about how today's consumer, they compare experiences across all industries. So I'll give you a great example. So my son's at ANU in Canberra. He's Mm -hmm. 21, close to 21. He's gonna be going into the property world in the next couple of years. He looks at how seamless Facebook is, how seamless Instagram is, how everything's personalized to him. Yep. Yeah. And he looks at, at portals like realestate.com.au and he looks at the fact that he has to scroll through pages and sure. pages, seeing ads that he has he, he's already said, I don't want to see that I'm ad again. Yeah. yeah. And he says to me, you know, Dad, if, if you want me to look at your website, realestate.com.au, you're not offering to me what uh, my generation of people want. Isn't that yeah? fascinating? It, it is. And so that's why I mean about collaboration. You know, sure. we, we need to be talking about, well, what will the consumer, the seller, the buyer of the next decade want from a real estate agent? to ensure that they'll pay a good commission and collectively what as an industry can we do together to make sure that happens. I don't think that's happening to the extent it needs to happen, Liam. And it's not just the consumers. It's about our um, employees and our team members moving forward, right? Yeah. Because what people want out of work is completely different than what they wanted out of work, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, a lot more flexibility, a lot more yeah. work from home, a lot more personalization. Yeah. And I think that, oh, this is just my view, I think that millennials... They want to work with industries that make money, but that care for the community. They want to have a purpose. They want they want the business they're working for to have a purpose. Yeah, that's right. And the purpose can't be to make shareholders uh, incredibly rich. rich in isolation. No. Yeah, they don't mind it if a company uh, is making shareholders rich, but they want that company to to actually care about the community, care about less fortunate people. They want the companies to care about the fact that right now parts of Australia are on fire yeah. what, what are we doing about it yeah. yeah so I reckon we're in for a decade of some serious opportunities yeah. and challenges and it all comes back to well what are we as an industry going to do to collaborate to make it mm. happen and you, I just had a conversation with someone earlier today about you know these are this business's values but they're not living them they're not actually that like the examples that they're delivering back to people around them is not in alignment with those values. And I think um, businesses often have that brainstorming session and they put all these beautiful words down and put them up on a, on, on a poster, but they need to understand that employees of today and consumers of today are looking at those words and looking at your actions. And if you're not congruent, then people are going to walk away, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, especially in the... In an era where there's so much lack of trust, yes, and you know fake news and 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 Facebook, obviously, you know whether or not they did or they didn't selling our data to third parties sure. uh, for commercial use. 
there's just a lack of trust, yeah? And without question, organizations, yeah? Whether or not it's REA, whether or not it's Ray White, whether or not it's the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales, they need to pin up the values on the wall that they're gonna operate and live by and they've gotta make sure they deliver. Yeah, absolutely. Working towards a purpose leads us very nicely into your bike ride Mm. that you do in Thailand. How many years have you been doing that now? Well, we did the first bike ride in 2019. And uh, that right? yeah, yeah, the first bike ride ever. And Jeepers, it was hard. We had, when I say it was hard, uh, it was hard getting 30 people to commit to being away from Australia for 10 days. Right. Now, we, we did get there, yep. but I reckon for, I reckon if I got 30 yeses, I probably got about 13,000 no's. Yeah. Uh, so my success rate wasn't uh, particularly <laughs> brilliant. But the good news was, Leanne, the good news is. Number one, we made a quarter of a million dollars to uh, fit out seven orphanages in Thailand with classrooms of technology. Yeah. Wow. So you're talking about orphanages that didn't have one piece of tech. We're in the process of building classrooms fully equipped with the best technology to give the kids education, which means that when they leave the orphanages at the age of 16 or 17, they got a better chance of getting a job Uh, so that's good news one good news two is we go again in February March obviously just around the corner and uh, there's close to a hundred of us going yes I know I have been under so much pressure from people I cannot even begin to tell you (laughs) yeah well, it's been brilliant. The industry, I mean, you talk about collaboration, you know, from John McGrath and Arik giving me a free stand to promote the bike ride to yeah. the brilliant work of the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales, Queensland, you know, South Australia, the franchise groups all tipping in yeah. with uh, how can we help, how can we support you yeah. has been tremendous. And we will, when we return just before Easter, would have made about a million dollars and we've only just started uh, because it's going to get bigger and better and stronger. So before we talk about the future, take me back to where this all started. Where did this passion come from? Well, I mean, if I'm really honest with you, there was, if I'm really totally honest, and I don't often talk about this, but hey, look, uh, you and I go back a long way, so let's go for it. So my brother, he lost his son to cancer at the age of 16, oh, yeah? And this was only three years ago. Oh. And and I swore to my brother, who lives in England, that I would do something to help uh, teenage kids. Right. And I, w- I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah. And I was I was sharing that experience with a bloke called Peter Baines. Oh, yeah. And Peter said to me, well, if that's a goal, then why don't you organise an industry bike ride in support of Hands Across the Water, which is the charity that he founded right. after the tsunami of 2004, okay. yeah, which obviously created devastation in Southeast Asia. And I remember saying to Peter two things. Number one... For me to get the industry to come together, Pete, is bloody hard. And number number two, I haven't ridden a bike for years and years and years and years. And uh, he looked at me and said, they're just excuses, Steve. Just pull your finger out, learn to ride a bike again, network as much as you can and try and build the industry together. And that's how it came about. So when we actually ride in uh, February, March this year, there's two rides because there's a hundred of us and that's too many for one ride. Yeah. We'll 
actually be riding everybody with their outfits with a little uh, logo which will be in memory of Aidan, my nephew. So that's kind of how it all came about. Wow, that's Mm. amazing. That really is amazing because that's a massive commitment. I've seen how much time and energy you've poured into it and getting 13,000 no's. Oh, yeah. uh, or whatever the number is, that's that's hard to yeah. keep on actually going back and, and pushing. It is. And look, I would say that 95% of the Australian industry being so supportive, there yeah. is 5% that throw roadblocks in the way, find reasons to try and disrupt what we're, we're trying to... Oh, I think it's just the tall poppy syndrome, to be right. honest with you. But, you know, I've spoken to John McGrath about that and he said, look, don't don't, don't worry about those Can't, people. No, that's just, right. just focus on the people that want to get behind you. Yep. And there was one great moment at Arik where we had a stand. I went for a walk and I came back to the uh, to the, the, the digital live bike ride stand and it was being manned by three people, all from the industry, all from different companies yeah. behind the one stand. Yeah. And that's when I realized the power of collaboration sure. and, and how powerful we can be when people are prepared just to leave their own self-interest and egos and colours behind yeah. and, and work together. I should have got a photograph of these three people because uh, yeah. it would have uh, turned a few heads, I'm sure. Well, I did. I saw a post um, on Facebook. You probably saw it from our very good friend Val Timms yep. the other day when that, uh, she was getting together with some people that she met from Adelaide on the bike ride. Yep. That, and they obviously were all different brands. So yeah. yeah, you're right. It's a really, a really powerful collaboration, and maybe it can spill over into other parts of the industry. Yeah, absolutely. So the goal, the, I mean, the goal for the industry, the goal for the bike ride is I, I want to make it an international bike ride, but owned proudly by Australian, okay. the Australian real estate industry. So I've actually got a, I'm actually flying to New Zealand next week yep. um, to meet up with the Real Estate Institute of New of Zealand. NZ, yeah. yeah. Ryan's, I, they call it. Yeah. And I want to try and get some Kiwis on the ride. Okay. I actually have got a couple of London agents riding with us in 2020. Yeah. And that's obviously because I'm English and I've got connections there. Sure. But for me, if I can make this something that the Australian real estate industry can be proudly the owner of, but we have riders from all Around nations world, yeah. donating to charity and promoting what a great industry real estate is because Leanne it is and there's some great people and it doesn't get the credit that it deserves yeah I completely agree there's awesome people in in the real estate industry and I get really infuriated when I read the the surveys about our ethical standards and how you know when we, we can't be trusted because I actually don't believe that consumers that are dealing with agents believe that I think it's the people who are either buying property I think that's where we really let the team yep. down either buying property or haven't had a recent experience with an agent yes. are the ones that, that have yeah and yes. you know and again we talk about collaboration we could do one of two things as an, as an industry we can either accept that's the way it is yep. yeah or we can say 
you know, not, not only do we need to collaborate to protect the commission of uh, an agent, but let's collaborate and figure out how we can actually build up the reputation of the industry. For sure. Because it can be done. And, you know, we touched really briefly on when I joined REA. Seriously, this is a real strong word. The hatred yep. towards REA just blew me away back in 2010. Yeah. But Tracy Fellows, you know, as a CEO in her five-year stint, did some really good things to build trust and she to did. change yep. perception. Now, we probably went from a two out of 10 to Tracy leaving at a seven out of 10. Yep. Yeah. But that's progress. It was never a 10 out of 10, but that was progress. And that's a really good example of if you actually channel and focus attention, you can change perception. And that's a really good example of what Tracy managed to do at REA and what I think power brokers in the industry, yourself, Leanne, me, and others can do for the real estate industry. Well, that's part of the reason that we're pushing so hard down the pathway to professionalism. We know that that's really, really important for the industry moving forward, but no one group or person or body can do that on their own. No. Everybody has to support it. Yeah. To go, we talked a little bit about the opportunities in the industry. What do you think the threats are? I think without question, we're going to see more and more technology companies and, you know, I include Domain and realestate.com.au and Facebook and Google. We're going to see more and more technology companies try and get closer to the the, the seller. Yeah, we're right? already seeing that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, in the past, that was always the job of the real estate agent. Yeah. yeah? Now, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing, yeah. but I think that's going to happen. And that's something that I think the industry needs to be really on top of. You've then got technology companies from overseas that will be trying to figure out the the Uber taxi model, which completely turned the industry upside down, the taxi industry sure. upside down. I'm sure there's tech companies that we haven't even heard of that are thinking, if Leanne Pilkington is selling a house, we know enough about Steve Carroll that he would be interested in buying Leanne's house. Yeah. Can we bring these two people together, yeah, and we... Here in America, take the commission for the introduction, introduction. which leaves the real estate agent and realestate.com.au and domain sitting on their hands going, what the bloody hell just happened? And do you think that it's likely to be Facebook and Google that can make that happen or is it likely to be a new player? I think it's both. Yeah, right. I think it's both. And, And going back to the point you made earlier on, the younger generation, they don't care that that brand's... Um, have been servicing this industry for years and years and years. They don't care about that. What they care about is, is it going to be quicker for me, easier, more efficient? Is it going to save me time? Yeah. And, and I think big tech companies are aware of that and are trying to figure out how they get in on the act. Yes, absolutely. There's a lot of getting in on the act. So what does 2020 hold for you personally? Are you still going to be available for speaking and those sorts of gigs? <coughs> well, big question. So, yep. I mean, my priorities is obviously the bike ride. Yep. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to do both bike rides. Um, so we do 5.35 and then we say goodbye to about 45 agents and another 45 45 fly in wow. and I'm going to then do the second bike ride so that's an absolute priority for me 
and are working really closely with Hands Across the Water, the orphanages that they represent, and a few other big corporate companies around how can we build out these classrooms because you know I know for a fact that there are young girls who are 15 and 16 who who have gone through these orphanages from the age of two and the risk of them falling into you know prostitution or falling into uh, a really um, poor job is high if they're not educated yeah. so time is of the essence so that's an absolute priority for me yeah. the digital live education program which we have in brisbane melbourne and sydney is happening in may so that's a priority for me yeah. and as you well know because yeah. uh, you're one of my referees um, <laughs> there's a couple of big organizations that uh, are interested in talking to me uh, yes yeah, so some pretty exciting times mm. uh, ahead and I, you know, I will say one thing the 10 years at rea were amazing awesome and there's some very very talented people at that company and the fact that my role was made redundant no hard feelings it is the way it is you know when I look back on my time um, in Church Street Richmond um, in in Melbourne which is obviously where our head office is I've only got really good memories which is awesome well I think I can safely say for everybody who's listening that's had anything to do with you over the last 10 years we are going to miss you from REA but I trust that we will still be seeing you in and around the real estate industry absolutely it's an industry I've got a lot of respect for lots of great friends and yeah it's uh, certainly not an industry I'm going to to leave unless I have to yeah exactly thanks so much for taking the time to be here awesome thank you